Hello and welcome to the Alien Minute Podcast, the daily podcast where we carefully dissect the movie Alien one minute at a time. I'm John Ingle. And I'm Mitch Bryan. And today we're looking at Minute 49, which begins with Dallas still flashing that ineffective pen light and ends with Ash saying, we have to have a look at this. Right. And we have uh, Matt Curione back again today. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Doing really good. Thanks for coming back. Anytime. So we're still right. I can't believe we had to step away in the middle of this just wound up tense scene because we're still in the middle of it. And one of the things I was going to bring up right off the bat is uh, I feel like it's right at the beginning of this minute. We get this shot. We've now cut away from our, you know, wider angle of the room and we go with Ash for just a second. And we get this very deliberate shot of him slowly aiming that long pin light into some cranny in the room. Mm-hmm. And it holds for just long enough, I think, to convince you that that's where the jump scare is going to come. Yeah. And I never thought about it until I watched it this closely, but I went, man, you know, they hold on that just long enough that they're really cranking up the tension here. And I could see, not knowing if you didn't know what was about to happen, you're going to assume that it's going to jump out at Ash. That's where it's going to come from. Yeah. Uh, another way to look at that is he's searching there way too long that he clearly knows more than he's leading on. Like He knows that the, the creature is not there. I mean, for all we know, the cre- he could already know where it is hiding in the room. That's, and he's just leading, the, he's leading Dallas and Ripley on this wild goose chase. Yeah, I think that's a valid point. I think there's a good possibility... I mean, I guess that begs the question, like, what happened in the time between the last time we saw that thing on his face and when Dallas got the call? Are we, Mitch, are we suspicious at all? That Did he, I mean, did we already talk about this? No, no, I think the reason they showed him take that victory lap, walk out, the door closes. We know he's not in the room. And when he calls for Dallas to come down, he's still outside in the shall we call it the slap chamber <laughs> where, where <laughs> Ripley almost got slapped by Lambert. Um, so he, they're all out there looking in, which is another thing that makes that weird close-up of Kane so strange because whose point of view is that from? They're on the other side of the glass, way over there. So it's, again, that, that camera disoriented us by giving us that point of view. So I don't know. I don't think he was up to anything, but I think he probably doesn't know it's in that crevice. We cut then back to Dallas. So now we think, oh, okay, well, it wasn't there. We're back with Dallas. He's still in the dark. And the camera executes this slight boom. It just kind of raises up just just a little bit, which is a different piece of camera language that we haven't seen in the scene. Why is it there? I don't know. The camera's locked down. It's not handheld. Maybe that's a clue that he's on a wild goose chase. But there's a move there that sort of makes the hairs stand up on the back of your neck, even if you're not conscious of what that move was. Yeah. um, But have you guys noticed that Ripley is talking to Kane for a moment right before this happens? Did you notice that? No. Oh, she she is. She is. She leans. She leans over. She does. She leans over Kane. She's looking at Kane and she says, Kane. And then she goes, Dallas. And then the thing falls on her. And she inquisitive. She's inquisitive. She says, Kane. Yeah. And it almost makes me think now, did she think she saw something out of Kane? 
Did she think she saw a sign of life for a minute? Why did she say anything to him? It's really mysterious to me. Is it just another one of those weird moments thrown in there to throw us off? Are we supposed to think the scene is about to take on a completely different dynamic? Like for one second we go, wait a minute. Is this scene going to be about Kane waking up or is it going to be about and then just drop that boom right on us? I don't know because we still cut out of it one more time. She yeah. comes in close to him and then we go back to Ash and he's reaching yeah, into yeah, that yeah. corner and he gives a sneaky glance back to everybody else, probes that corner that he warned Ripley to stay away from. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Mm. So am, we think maybe it's in there that that now he's going to find it, and then I'm remembering the scene differently. But hmm, maybe I'm wrong. No, maybe uh, I'm, back I'm almost in, maybe I'm, I'm tempted to search for it, <laughs> in because now I'm I've got to know. Let's see, what minute are we? On here? I'm in at 49, <laughs> and then we reverse back close on Ash. Oh shoot! Um, I'm gonna start playing it. And there's that dark silhouette because we don't get the. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's well, going back and forth between three different little stories that are happening. What yeah. Dallas is up to, what Ash okay. is up to, and what Ripley's up okay. to. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. We've got this long shot of Ash looking into the crevice, and she leans down, and she says, Kane, and then mm -hmm. Dallas, but the tail is visible right behind her, so it's about to fall on her when she says right. that, and then it falls yeah. on her. So she says, Kane, Dallas, then it falls on her. So let's talk about that moment of Ripley leaning down on Kane and this dangling tentacle that we actually see before it hits her shoulder. Right. Yeah. And that always creeped me out when I was younger. <laughs> see, I think it's interesting because where is your eye drawn in this shot? It's it's a pretty balanced shot if you think about it. Her, yeah. Her face is in the you know, right two thirds and the tail is right over her shoulder. So you could sort of, your eye could sort of choose which way to look. Are you looking at her as she's talking? And then are you, could you possibly mistake that tail for one of the wires that you saw hanging down before? Or do you, does your eye go straight to that tail and you go, oh shit, look out. You know, yeah, both the things I, have a joy. To them. I always focus directly on her at first. And then you see this thing dangling and your eyes basically dart to the left side of the screen. And it's, Basically, it's saying, you better watch out. Something's going to happen. And then a split second later, it does. She screams. We scream. Everybody yeah. screams. We all scream for facehugger scream. <laughs> well, I think in that tiny moment, you get what, Mitch, when you were talking about those different kinds of horror that Stephen King talked about. Yeah. Because you can either get the sort of sadistic, you know, the shit's about to happen kind of horror or you could get, if you're just focused completely on Ripley and you decide for some reason subconsciously that that's not anything to worry about over there for a second, you get yes. the full-on terror, the jump scare, just the out-of-nowhere horror. And I think it's great. This movie plays with so many different kinds of horror. And I think in that split second, you get a, you get two of them. So she hits the ground. She sort of does a kind of funny little juggle of the uh, of the facehuggers course yeah. here, which I always... I. I think it's fine. It works fine. But then it always kind of makes me think of the scene in Ed Wood when when Bela Lugosi has to move the octopus around a little bit to get some movement. But uh, it's certainly not that cheap, but it does always make me think of that for just a second. But so she hits the ground. And what happens next? 
Dallas comes in, right? Yeah, Dallas comes in and protects her from it. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Throws his armor. Kind of like her. grabs her and pulls her back, right? Yeah. yeah. So this is an interesting damsel. And and she accepts the protection. Oh, she grabs it's, him too. Yeah. She does. Well, I mean, yeah. she did just get, you know, she just had an alien land on her. So yeah. yeah, I'd be freaked out too, no matter how strong she wants to be. <laughs> and, I'm t- and I got to tell you, looking at it now, since I pulled up the clip and I've been looking at it, the still frame of it is like Drew Struzan or something. You know, it's like she's the way their legs are wound around and the arms around mm-hmm. and they're looking the same direction. Or it's like it's got that look of classic sci-fi book cover, you know? Yeah. And it's really playing with that trope for just a second of the damsel in distress and Dallas is there to rescue her. And then again, I think that we're playing with that idea that they are more intimate than than they're saying. And what did he rescue her from ultimately? Nothing. Nothing. A, a dead alien. <laughs> just some bug. Yep. Yep. Some which, dead bug. Which Ash then just dives right in and starts. He's like, oh, I want to see it. Yeah. Poke it with a stick. Yeah. Oh, he pokes it with stick. <laughs> and then you get another little jump scare, right? I imagine. I imagine the first time I saw this, that quick movement made me. Oh, yeah. Jump. I think it, it doesn't quite work anymore because I, I think I'm done with being jump scared at this point in the scene now that I've seen it so many times. Oh, they just keep throwing everything at you. Yeah. Yeah. Once this one comes around, it feels a little like it's more like a comedy beat to me or something. But I can imagine they were watching it originally. It would have you jumping out of your seat a little bit again. Oh, yeah. And there's a great match cut. So you get it twice. He pushes at it in the close up. It moves. You cut to the wide shot. It moves in that shot, too. And then it makes a little squeak, like a doggy chew toy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or a tribble. <laughs> it's, it's this weird little death rattle that this creature makes. <laughs> I mean, it's so got a we... laugh. It always gets a laugh. And it needs. And here again, we need one. This is a great time to have a little moment to laugh. After all of that, and what? So what do we make of the, what's the story here? The the face hugger has has inseminated Kane. We know this. We don't know this the first time we're watching it, but we know it. And it just crawls off to die? Did, did, I suppose so, yeah. yeah. And it, so it goes up into the room to die uh, in the rafters or whatever. And it just died or it died. I I think it's interesting. It still has that nervous response. Or we'd believe that it just died. Like maybe minutes earlier it could have still Perhaps crawling. Perhaps the fall no. killed it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Ripley's bony shoulders. They, they, get, uh, they get very, very fragile. After they impregnate someone, so that that little fall killed that poor little guy. <laughs> That's Isn't funny, it like thought... uh, what is it? Are the bees the one that leave their stinger in you? Yeah, I think so. Bees and then do, they and die, then right? I'm pretty they sure they die. Them. Yeah, some some bees, yeah, for sure. So maybe it is playing with that idea, this insect idea. Yeah, because it looks like a gross bug. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, there was a. There's a guy named Noel Carroll who wrote a book called The Philosophy of Horror. And one of the things that he talks about is in a section that he calls How to Make a Monster, he talks about this idea of both fusion and fission uh, as these elements of creating monsters and how fusion horror comes from combining things that are familiar to us that don't necessarily belong together or combining something unreal with some aspect of something real and so it is it's like this weird bug but it's slimy so it's like a yeah. so it's like a snake and it's got a snake tail that tail totally looks like a snake when it wraps around his neck and it's Ugh. fused all of these different 
aspects together to create this un- uncanny. And it's got fingers too, which is, you know, those aren't terrifying. They're fingers. Fingers. I mean, it's it's using so many of the little fear monsters from Indiana Jones all in one monster, right? Yeah. You got your snakes, your bugs, and your sp- and your spiders all in one. And monkey brains yeah. when we turn it upside down. Oh, uh, we'll definitely oh, we'll, be talking we'll about there. some some guts in the next minute for sure. All right, well, that's going to do it for minute number 49. Uh, Matt, remind us where we can find you on the internet. Well, you can find me on Twitter at the Real Matt C, where I talk about Alien and a whole bunch of other movies I've been watching. You can also find me at Hey What You Watch on Twitter. That's the podcast I host with Marcelo Pico of the Talk Film Society, where we just shoot the breeze about what movies we've been watching in the past week. You can find us at AlienMinute.com or follow us at AlienMinutePod on Twitter. Uh, please go over and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play and leave us a review if you'd like. And we'll see you tomorrow for minute number 50. <laughs>